0: And welcome to another Venue podcast. This is podcast number 51. Um, It's a great day here. It's beautiful outside. That was Brian, who's with me today. Hey! And Will? It is nice to be here. And Phil is also here. How are you doing, Phil?
1: I am here. I'm okay.
0: All right. You don't sound okay. You sound... (laughs) Are you sad because it's your birthday and you're old?
1: I am. I'm old today.
0: How, um, old, how old are you, Phil?
2: Uh, 30. 30. 30. Wow. Yeah.
0: This is where stuff starts breaking and going yeah. downhill. I've only been yeah. 30 for a couple months and it's bad. It's bad? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm really looking forward to it, you know, super <laughs> sarcastically there. So we'll see what happens.
0: Nice. So um, we're going to jump right into the news today. Um, we also have a really great um, topic. Uh, that was inspired by an email that we received um, from podcast at venue dot com. Um, so news: states are uh, allowing kids to learn coding instead of foreign languages, which makes an enormous amount of sense to me. Because isn't coding kind of like another language?
1: It is. I think this is under consideration. I don't think it's actually being allowed yet. Oh, but yeah, I think it's it's yeah. uh, uh, some specific district in Florida. Um, but, yeah, they're considering allowing kids to learn coding as a language instead of foreign languages, which is interesting because there are benefits to learning foreign languages. It's not like that's an obsolete thing. I mean, we're right. living in a very yeah. global yes. economy sort of yeah. thing. So uh, it's interesting to think, you know, what what kind of what are the benefits of learning, say, Spanish over learning, say, uh, Swift or C Sharp or, well, or whatever? Well, if they people can are, code, they
0: could create a program to translate for them. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, but I That's just yeah I don't think yep.
2: states should we just do got this. shut down. Yeah, I think <laughs> <That's> states <it. laughs> I think states still need to have a foreign language curriculum that is mandatory, so you can learn other languages. And like Phil was saying, it is a global global well, community. We have to learn Spanish, French, you know, all these different languages. We well, have to yeah, have so. options to do now. This should be also. I'm not saying we that learning to code is you know less important. I think maybe we should make computer science. Mandatory, which I think it is in lower grades. Is is it no, like in computer
3: science? No, it's not. And and that's that's part of the thing, right? So how do you how do you add this to their day though? Do you cut out English or math or I mean so the Just day is already out. the day is already chock full of, of of things to do, you know. So how do you really add something without taking something away? They've basically already taken away, you know, any of the arts for the majority. They've taken away mm. um, you know, everything except for the mandatory, you know, federal level for... uh physical activity. So at this point, you know, but at this point, like, how do you even add something like this without taking something like, say, you know, foreign languages away?
2: Well, right now, do we have in, in lower grades, is there a computer science or computer technology course that people have to take?
1: I think that's best answered by people that have kids in the current education yeah. system which so, I, I clearly don't. You so had one My you know, son never had to ago. have
2: Yeah, my son never had to had to have a computer science course right. or any type so, yeah. of computing. It was always math, English, uh, you know, yeah, it was an elective. languages, right?
3: It was an elective for me in high school. See, so it was elective mean. for me in high school as well. So it's it was never something that was required. It was always something that would, you know, be cool to do if you wanted to. But, I mean, honestly, whenever I was in high school, it was a very small group of people that were even interested. In yep. computer science. In computer science, yeah. yeah.
2: So this is not saying it's mandatory now. They're just saying states have the option to either do foreign languages or computer coding languages. considering the option. Or considering, yeah. You know, I, 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 I think – we definitely still need to learn other languages, right? Well, well Speaking languages, well, see but that,
3: mm. I feel like that goes multiple ways, right? So, for example, do you speak another language? Well,
2: uh, French. You do not like fluently, fluently, but I that's can't... what
3: I'm saying. So, fluently, right? The answer is no. Mm-hmm. But so, where does where does your French knowledge actually get you other than passing the classes that you took in high school?
2: So, I had, I had. So, this other question is. What passed high school? So in college, I had a year of French. So okay. I took two well, semesters that's in of French. still the
3: education French. system. Though. Right. So outside of the education system, when have you used
2: French? Um, very, very seldom. Right. If I'm so, going somewhere and like go down south and I hear people talk, south Louisiana, and I hear people who speak French, it, I can kind of make some of it out, but not well, everything. it's a different dialect. It's a too. different dialect, but yeah. some of the stuff you can still do. Um, I
1: think the job of, of that education system is to prepare people for the future, right? They're preparing people for, you know, making a living for themselves. And yeah. we have to really think, what are people going to better utilize? Are they going to better right. utilize learning Spanish, which is, uh, you know, a huge in this country? Or, you know, or a, a programming language that might, they might, you know, be a creative individual that because of this influence in their life, they go and create an app. And suddenly, you know, they know what they want to do with their lives, right. or they become a big indie app developer. You know, at a young age,
3: right? And and you know, I'm not going to say that there's anything wrong with learning other languages because I mean, they're they're beautiful, and you know, obviously they're they're good for communication, obviously. <laughs> um, but for all intents and purposes, the U.S. you know, having English as a main language, it's pretty much recognized almost worldwide yeah uh yeah. i mean there are very few places you can go and not be able to speak to anyone right knowing english that's that's completely true mm. you know so it's one of the things that, like i think coding would almost be more beneficial in the future for children today because of where things are going than a foreign language would be
2: right how about just an option you know, hey, you can do either or. Well,
3: it is an option.
2: Yeah. it's
1: okay. already it's an, an, I it's an elective. Learned, I had three computer science classes in high school, and I also had French. Mm. So I don't, I barely remember mm. French, but you know, computer science
2: stuck with you.
1: It stuck with me a little bit, not not quite as much as as I would have liked it to,
0: but it stuck with me a little bit.
2: Yeah. yeah. Wow.
0: So we know what foreign language wouldn't really be able to help, and and that would be in designing virtual reality that would really be a a coding thing and and we learned that that virtual reality could possibly help fight depression Uh, so is this actually so i I do see the article and i have
3: and have read this article about uh virtual reality you know being able to uh treat depression um you know how much study went into this I mean, it's a it's a it's a study by the university uh, the
1: University College of London and the Catalan Institute for Research and Advanced Studies. Hmm. So, I mean, it is an actual real study. It's not you know some random little group of people saying, "Hey, we we like VR, so we we made this test to to prove that VR is awesome." But um, I mean, it is a real study, done by you know like a
3: university at least. Right. Um. You know, I I'm I'm kind of intrigued as to how. How it actually did that, you know, how how they're getting this data.
1: Well, they're 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 they're, they're um, presenting a specific scenario to people, and they're they're questioning them. You know, how I, I guess, like how how does this make you feel, type thing. And and I mean, who better to judge how you feel than yourself? I guess. Yeah. But hmm. so, but like outside of the study, though, I mean, it kind of makes sense because if you are if you're if you're depressed and you you feel like you need to escape
3: or something, I mean that's literally what virtual reality is, right? yeah, but I mean, couldn't the same thing be gotten through let's say meditation or yoga or uh, Possibly, just a uh, long
0: walk it, in it the depend, park it, yeah, depends, yeah,
3: I mean, it depends how good you are at you know
2: being for, introspective. For,
1: forgetting about what's depressing you well because and, uh, depression is you know like, it's it's a serious clinical evidence, no, no, yeah, and
0: yeah, they no, they even say in the article that it's more of a proof of concept than an actual right. I think ju- I think people
2: are just trying to to say, hey, look, VR is cool. Let's let's look at some practical aspects of what we can do with VR. Which I'm uh, VR is cool,
0: but guys, you I know, up, fighting fighting depression. So I picked up one of those ViewMasters because it was on sale. Nice. And uh, um, well, since
2: so you have to like click down,
0: yeah, I put the little Google, I put the little Google cardboard app on oh, my yeah, phone yeah, yeah. and like looked around. It was pretty neat. Did you
2: feel less depressed?
0: I did. Really? Yeah, I did. I got to go look at a at a museum. It made you feel yep. happier. It made me feel happier. Yeah, I got to look at a kaleidoscope. So you know, the fine art. Yeah, I got to, I got to look at a, literally a kaleidoscope that moved as you moved mm-hmm. your head around. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Hmm. Um, not a lot of apps out there though that I could find. It's no, actually, not like yet. A roller coaster. It's Conan O'Brien. And, uh, the
3: roller coaster is uh, tricky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: for sure. Why do you say it's tricky?
3: Uh, so it basically will make you sick
0: if you oh. are not looking straight ahead. So
2: this is where VR will actually worsen your.
0: Yeah, so it's just like being on a real <laughs> okay. roller coaster. You get sick. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I also had some problems with actually, like, lining it up, lining, like lining the phone up inside it and making sure, like, field of view was right and and not getting weird um, after images mm-hmm. on the edges. It might be because my phone's older and not a six, but, mm, yeah. That's small depressing. screen. Smaller screen, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you need so did really that add to your depression? Bigger, it did. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. After I took it, I was like, this just isn't going to cut
3: it. So tell me why you – not. <laughs>
2: Yeah.
0: Well, you know, what would cut it would be 5D discs.
2: Yes, that'll make right. everyone that less would make depressed. that make
0: everybody less depressed because it can – these little tiny discs, they, is this an actual picture of one that we're looking it at? It looks about like the size of a quarter. Okay, yeah. So it's like a little clear disc that's the size of about a quarter that can hold – 360 terabytes. That's terabytes, yes, so it, terabytes it, it, of TV information.
3: Can actually record the data in five dimensions, hence the name 5D, um, and it keeps it safe for billions of years. What, is, what does that so mean? So, billions of years,
2: dimensions? unless someone comes. It looks so, like it's glass, right? Some type it, of polymer or glass. It's, yeah, so, some until someone of... goes and breaks it, it'll last for 13
1: million <laughs> So, the five dimensions aspect what it does is it records them in dots, and depending on the dot size and orientations that comprises the, oh, the wow. five dimensions yeah' it's, it's these nano yeah. call when, them nanoscale dots I think when like when light passes through those dots or something that's how it yeah, yeah
0: Wow, it's a so
2: I don't think that you'll be able to go I don't think this will be rainy. in the enterprise soon. we won't see these on the Dell website that you can go buy these discs, but this is a step again, these steps forward. In technology, that hey, this is available. Same thing. Same thing was 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 with like things like Blu-ray years and years ago. It was like okay, that's cool, but it's going to be a while before it actually makes it mainstream. But think about this now. You know, now you've got the ability to um, have tons and tons of data on a very small footprint mm-hmm. that you know probably is going to be um, will last for a very long time. Now the question is, what do the readers look like, and also how do you write these things? So yeah. are they read once? I mean, I'm sorry, write once and read many, which would still be cool for 360 terabytes in the size of that little small disk and have that longevity. But, you know, we'll see. I think it's interesting technology. These things move us forward. Yeah. So well, you
1: guys brought up a good uh, a good point before when we were discussing this article before the podcast is that this could really miniaturize
3: like archival. Oh, yeah. Of, yeah. of like a lot of data. I mean, I think we were talking about even joking around, putting them into Pringles cans. You know, you can have you know, 500 petabytes of data in a Pringles can. Uh, it's definitely something interesting to see. I mean, you can have yeah. a room, you know, very, very small room that can basically house all yeah. of the Internet almost. Yeah. You know? And there are a lot of people that still wow. use
1: tapes as, like, off-site yeah. storage, and this could replace tapes.
0: Well, and, and as... Watch out, Iron Mountain. As the <laughs> amount of data that's out there continues to grow, I mean, this is... It seems like a lot of data right now, but by the time these things are out, it's probably going to be about right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if, I don't know if anybody's ever just done a, a random Google search for like a meme or something, but there's a ton of just random oh. stuff out there. Yeah, yeah, just nothing. And it's being generated every yeah, day. It's being generated all the time. Wow, that is just crazy.
2: Yeah, they don't say if it's glass or not, so I don't know if it's the the, the media is actually glass or some type of clear polymer, but you know um, crazy stuff
1: good question some kind
2: of clear material
1: because because it can what what's the temperature it can withstand a 1000 degrees celsius so it's be i don't gla- think it's glass wouldn't glass melt i don't know
2: i think glass actually melts at a low at a pretty low yeah low 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 heat yeah yeah so it must be some type of polymer or um you know some type of optical optical disc but still that's the, the the density was is crazy
3: Yep.
0: Well, wow. all right, so we're going to move on to our topic which is inspired by a bit of email we got um asking about the current state of 4K resolution, which uh, you know, 4K TV monitors, is it worth buying that right now or should should they wait? That was the, that was the initial question, but um we're just going to talk about 4K, what is 4K, why should people be interested in it, what's beyond 4K? Um, is it really worth it? What's I mean? What's you know? Can people actually see that kind of a resolution, or are people just you know? I think it depends
2: it, what you're watching. So I have I recently, no, I'm sorry. I think it depends, it depends what you're what watching you're and what you're doing with it. Like yeah. if you have a lot of if you're using Blu-ray, you have a lot of discs, then then that's going to uh, then that's going to you know if you if you rent discs and use it like that, then it's fine. If
0: you're streaming only then you know your your choices are limited so there are 4k streaming options out there yeah right
3: mm-hmm. well and and correct me if i'm wrong but if, streaming is actually the only option for 4k at this time
2: i thought you today. could do i thought blu-ray had 4k no
3: not yet the 4k blu-ray players i believe aren't even out yet oh okay. and will be out soon but they're going to be like 5 600 bucks again wow yeah i
2: didn't realize i thought blu-ray could do 4k i guess i'm wrong okay well so streaming is the only option, really, I guess, huh? Yeah. Or or downloading so, media from, like, a Sony... So phony. it looks
3: like the, the first player, um, this, this article... I just found an article on CNET from yesterday, or from two days ago, saying that the first player for 4K Blu-ray will be available on March 1st for, I don't know, like $400. Hmm. Which...
1: That's expensive.
2: Is that is yeah. very expensive. Is that worth it? Is it worth investing in the
0: in that's, the display and that? Or I should would you never just stream it. And it looks like they're no. only going to have a
3: handful of titles at launch, you know, like Chappie, Fantastic Four, The Martian, things right. like that. Fantastic not, Four.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Consider
1: consider how much of a cluster of Blu-ray was when it launched. I mean, I had a Blu-ray player that that I updated the firmware every chance I could, and I could only play two of the four Blu-ray movies I had. Right. Huh. So, and not only that,
3: but at the time, people would actually buy PS3s. I think because they were actually cheaper than yeah. having to buy a standalone Blu-ray player. Yeah, The
1: PS3 was the best Blu-ray player because it was made by Sony, which mm-hmm. which yeah. is standard. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: So a little bit more information on 4K. 4K is actually 3840 by 2160 in one standard. Um, well, in yeah, yeah, okay, fine, in one that's, standard. That's but that's, we have to get into that. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a whole different animal. But uh, to kind of go back to the question, and you know. The current state of 4K, you know, without having physical, and only a handful of streaming options. I think Netflix and maybe Amazon, YouTube. Well, it's going to be highly compressed, but but it's still 4K. Okay, so Mm -hmm. those two, and as I said, maybe Amazon. Those are really your only options right now. Um, So, is it worth buying it? No, for me, for for a TV, TV, no, No. it's not. you know, if you have a, a good. Now, if you're in the market for a new TV anyway, yeah. you might as well. So yes. <laughs> I don't know if
1: I agree with that because t- full HD TVs, 1080p, are so cheap at, at such a big size that you could go buy one of those right now and wait until the 4K standard, the, until there's like a final 4K standard and wait until they drop in price and you'll probably come out about the same.
2: The well, only thing I'll say is so I have a 4K TV. Yeah, I think and, you're the only
1: one with a 4K TV. And I will right? say, I, I don't know. In this room. I don't. Yeah, no, I don't. No. No. Okay. So you're you're no. the can actually. So actually I will TV.
2: say this um the TV that I recently bought for my living room. I wanted to buy a really nice TV and I went ahead and bought 4K. Uh I bought a TV after that for the for the bedroom and I did not buy 4K. I bought just a regular 1080p uh very inexpensive 50 inch TV for the bedroom. Works fine. Um I will say though that the the Sony that I have because I bought a Sony Bravia. It looks great in 4K, and when you watch content, you do note it is a noticeable noticeable difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but other content that I watch on the TV looks better than the, the content that I watch in the bedroom TV. Um, and there's only a little difference in size. So I'll say whatever Sony and this is just maybe a Sony thing. It's it's I think it's actually upscaling the video whether if it's streaming or not a little bit. Uh, is it worth it? You know, you're going to probably pay, I don't know how much extra you would pay to have the 4K option. Um, but I think you're going to get a better, and just as in general, I could be wrong. You will probably get a better television getting a 4K because you're going to have a bigger processor. You're going to have a little bit more features, perhaps. So the TV quality overall will probably be better. Uh, and when you do watch 4K content, I will say it is noticeable. I actually started watching some, I actually started watching some Netflix content. That's for You know, they only have a very small amount of 4K content, but some of the content I've started watching, specifically because I want to watch something in 4K, it it you can tell the difference. Started watching Narcos
0: mm-hmm.
2: in 4K, and it's like I'm hooked. It it just the whole experience is is awesome.
3: So, you know, a lot of that can go down to the quality of the TV you're buying in general, though. So if you get a high-end yeah. 1080p TV from Samsung or Sony or one of mm-hmm. the big players, I think you're going to see the same. Te- you know. Quality on 1080p content as you would on a on a 4K TV yeah. from the same manufacturer. It's not if you're buying, and I don't know what your TV in your bedroom is, but it's if it's Samsung, yeah, but if it's one of the lower or mid tiers, yeah. you know, yeah. you're gonna see you're gonna see that degradation of quality. Right, right? It's just, yeah, they're gonna put lower panels in them. But
2: usually, the higher end TVs have made the jump to 4K. So I don't know. It's, I, when I was in the market, I guess it was over Christmas. I couldn't find a higher end 1080p. They just didn't. They didn't exist, and the ones that were lower end 1080ps, which is I bought a lower end 1080p. Um, that's where you have that whole value proposition, right? Is it cheaper to buy a bigger TV that's lower end? Because when you start going into a faster process or you start going into you know whatever options, you they 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 always include this is a 4K a 4K version.
3: Yeah, I mean I think 4K today is what 3D was, you know. 3 years ago uh, where every TV had 3D and it was a huge selling point. No, I mean 4K is obviously more beneficial than 3D. Okay, I'm going to throw that out. I'm talking I'm talking from a marketing standpoint. 4K today is what 3D was marketed as 3 or 4 years ago. <laughs> Where every TV had 3D because 3D was the end all, and it was the future of television, and yeah, so, obviously that wasn't the case, Well, right? so let's
0: talk a little bit more about the environment around this. So we know we have augmented reality and virtual reality coming out as well. Is that really the next step for displays? Instead of having higher and greater resolutions, are people going to be like, no, nah, we'll just put on our – Augmented reality. No. Well, for no, I for, don't think for, so. for
1: virtual reality displays, I mean, you have to have a very high pixel density, in like for that to look real, depending right. on what you're watching, I guess. I mean, you might. I, I'm not. I don't know what the what the pixels per inch number is that it would take to make it look real that close to your eye. It's probably something like 8K. It's pretty yeah. high. It would be very very high. I think so, the few-
3: we do need to, I mean, the the improved panels and like all the stuff for TVs. But you have to remember, it's a lot easier to get a high PPI or pixels per inch on a smaller display, especially something you're going to hold up to your face, than it yeah. would be to get a high PPI on a 15 yeah. inch television, you know? Yeah. So, and, and I do kind of agree with what mm-hmm. you were saying that, you know, they don't really make any high end 4K TVs anymore, but if you were to get.
2: They don't know, make any 4K high end 1080p TVs. Right, right, right.
3: Yeah. Sorry. Um,. Uh, you know, but maybe if something that you could find last year's, you know, what I'm saying, or the year yeah. before, those would still, you know, be beneficial or uh, comparable. Um, yeah. as far as specs go.
2: Yeah, I will. I will. I will just say though, going to 4K, you you do notice the difference, and and that's something when I first got it, I was like, oh, maybe I should have just got, and I had, a, and I had a hard time trying to find a non 4K TV that was, um, that had a fast processor, that had a good operating system, so on and so forth, right, and um. It just, you do notice the difference, especially when you start watching a content that's 4K and you sit and actually start enjoying the content and not looking at, ooh, look how good this looks. You, you, you you kind of get hooked on it. It's like when you get hooked, it's like when you get hooked on HD for the first time. Like if you watch something in HD for the first time, you're like, oh, this looks really good. And you keep watching and it becomes like, that becomes the new standard, right? And if you look at something that's not HD, you're like, oh man, this looks gross, right? It's the same thing with 4K. You start getting hooked on 4K content. And then you just, you know, you you don't want to go back to something that's not 4K. Not that it's bad. It's just you you notice the difference. It's something you miss.
3: I still think we're at minimum two years from that, though, being, you know, the standard.
2: Right. Yeah. I will say on Netflix, when I first got my TV, there was maybe only five shows that were 4K. Now there's like 12
3: but remember that you are the you know not the norm in that you're watching only Netflix and these streaming things. Most that's people true, are watching yeah. cable boxes and mm. and over the air channels that yeah. just aren't even anywhere near. When 4K. is
2: cable and over the air going to be um, 4K? I
3: mean, most of them haven't even moved to full 1080p. Yeah, that's true. You know, Ooh. so you have your your main channels
0: are, but yeah, that's hmm. huh. interesting.
1: Yeah, and so it sounds like most of us kind of agree that. 4K for TVs is not quite there yet, but what about 4Ks for 4K for like a computer display?
3: It depends on what you do, right? Word for, processing for, for, for word yeah. processing, no, yeah, your words, no, so, words right? look yeah. much better. Um, you're Phil. You're going to have the most experience with this, so why, does, why don't you speak about it?
1: Do, am I the only one with a 4K monitor? Well, I, you're the only, only one with not.
3: Retina. You're the only one with 4K. I do not have a oh, 4K wow. monitor. Okay. that's Retina, right? And yeah,
0: yeah honestly, mean, my Surface is
3: basically is what Apple would call Retina.
1: Honestly, too. even if
0: I do gaming on um on my laptop, I I normally drop the gaming resolution just to make sure performance is good. Yeah, yeah. And see, a lot of people will do that. A lot yeah. of people trade off mm-hmm. the pixels for the performance.
1: Yeah. So so the thing with 4K on a on a computer is. It makes everything look amazing. Like it, you, you guys were just joking about word processing, but seriously, I mean, it makes word processing way. Well, I mean, you can it's it's crystal clear font. I mean, you don't see all the all the pixels. I mean, going from like my my MacBook or my Surface or my 4K monitor on my desktop to one of the monitors I use at work, it's like what 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 happened here? Like, why is this so crappy? yeah i mean it just it just like it's night and day just like will was saying with the difference between 4 k and 1080p i mean it's almost the same thing it maybe maybe even more noticeable but so the thing is um if you're trying to do like gaming in 4k you have to have basically s l i set up you have to have two graphics yeah. cards and but but that's only if you actually game in 4k so the cool thing about 4k is it's exactly four times the pixels' as 1080p so you can reduce your uh settings to 1080p settings and you get the t- the beautiful crisp 4K monitor for like all of your normal day-to-day tasks and when you game you still get the 1080p um you still get great performance at 1080p and there's no there's no real benefit to gaming in 4K unless you're Game is has, like, really amazing graphics. I don't right. think there are so any games like that yet. what
2: about Xbox One and consoles? Are consoles, are any consoles 4K? Because No. no, no, no. Okay. no. And okay. So that's no.
3: that's kind of what I was saying. We're about two years away from that. Because yeah. of the fact that new consoles support it, yet, you know, the new PS4s don't even support the 4K Blu-ray. You know, it's, yeah. It's, I, again, I come back to saying,
2: yeah, again, I come back to saying when I play, like, Forza 6 on my TV in the living room, it looks Amazing. And I think, again, it's because maybe that TV, it, maybe the content's not 4K, but it's doing some type of upscaling um, to a better resolution than 1080p or making it trick me into thinking it is because I play I'm placing
0: it. And I'm okay with
3: that. Or maybe it's just really 1080p and you're it just is. not used to even just 1080 yeah. the that, beautiful of like true 1080p. Yeah, that, oh, yeah. Could, be too. that um, could be too. I mean, still, to this day, watching a Blu-ray in full 1080p, I, I mean, I'm kind of wowed at how nice it is, yeah. you know? I mean...
1: I mean, like I just said, 1080p does perfectly upscale by four to 4K. So I mean, you're seeing like a perfect upscale. It's not having to like do all that like half pixel type thing. Like seven, yeah. se- like 720p to 1080 is not like a perfect. It's not. Uh, I, I don't I don't know what the what the multiplier is, but it is not like a perfect round number. Yeah. And to to speak on something, Josh made a face at me whenever I said that there's no 4K games or no games that really like have graphics good enough in 4K. Um, Witcher Three. That's what I was. I was. Witcher, Witcher 3, Three has really good graphics. And I tried it in both. Like I tried to be you know as subjective as possible. and Honestly, I just couldn't tell the difference except that my frame rate dropped by like thirty, huh. thirty or forty
2: with a oh, with a very good graphics
1: card going from ten eighty to four oh, wow. to four K.
0: Yeah. Okay. Wow. I will
2: say one thing. I'm looking for- forward to coming out is the new Gears of War. Uh, four because I was a big Gears of War that's, fan, and this is really the only game I used to play when I was in. Uh, that's not going to be. Is it?
0: Is it in four? k It's not going to be in four K though. I don't know.
2: It, it won't be. It may be. It but might
0: maybe be
1: in four K, but Gears of War four K. <laughs> yeah, I that
2: mean, could be I mean, it. I mean, it's... No, <laughs> but I when... used. To,
0: I saw that this is. Um, that said, though, this actually this might for for the for the PC version, they might actually <laughs> drop that in four K. That's an option.
1: I don't know. If there's don't, not enough. Uh, there, there's enough confirmed. PC gamers that that even play in four K because PC gamers are all about the frame rate. Yeah. like and yep. to find somebody that has a setup that runs four K at sixty frames per second reliably is true. And that's an expensive setup.
0: Yeah, so so we are agreed that four K is kind of the future, but that it's not here yet, and so we should. Wait, I, I, no. To buy a four K TV. Opi- let me say, I, I will. You have your opinion,
2: and that's fine. No, I was, I, think I was trying to get a consensus. If you're buying a new TV, no. And so, and, and we can all go around and give our. I would say, buy. Uh, if you're buying a new TV, buy four K. You're gonna enjoy it. Unless you're like really, really, really trying to be cost conscious and keep that price down to, you know. I mean, cause I think you'll spend maybe a couple hundred bucks more to get 4K. I don't think it's like a magnitude more expensive. Just spend a little bit more. I don't know if you're shaking your head, Phil, but I don't well, know.
1: I don't think it's a couple hundred bucks, but I mean, I'm not TV shopping right now either, so yeah, maybe you're I, right, right. I
2: think it's a, a couple more hundred bucks, maybe let's say no more than $500 extra to get 4K. That's a whole 1080p TV. I think it's worth it. <laughs> Literally, the content, you can get two for the price of one. Well, I know, Literally, but still. Could. But I think the content's worth it uh, to just go ahead and buy 4K because I think you're going to get a better, t- a better TV overall anyway. That's if you spend in the like two thousand dollar range,
1: well, twenty five hundred
0: dollar range. Yeah, but that, that's I thought that was the consensus was we were going to wait a couple of years until the four Ks dropped and there was more content. Right, right. With was the that, amount
1: of content there is yeah, right now, I just can't just not, see the point. I mean, if you buy a high end TV, if you're looking to spend two thousand dollars on a TV, sure, buy a four K TV because that's what the high end TV is right now.
0: But right now, you could almost buy a a lower end TV and then wait until the four Ks drop and two. And you, years right, and...
1: you'd probably end up spending less money buying the 1080p now and then well, buying a 4k. That's
2: going to be
0: like everything and... though. That's going to be like computers.
2: You could say the same thing about well, computers. but 4k but...
1: is. But there's no immediate benefit to 4k buying 4k right now, other than it, if you watch a lot of Netflix or it, a lot of YouTube. Will is a con-
2: Norco's is
1: an awesome show. Will is 4K. a 4k convert. Is Norco's worth fifteen hundred dollars? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. All right, and for for computer for a computer display, I will say I think 4k is worth it if you have the setup to drive it. But not for gaming. Definitely not for gaming. Awesome
2: phone. Is it worth buying a four K phone? There's only
1: one four K phone so far, right? I think it's the Sony Xperia.
3: Yeah, C five or whatever they call and it. Even then, so I don't see the point on four K on phones to either. be completely honest, because you're not going to be able to tell the difference on a screen that size. So I mean, at a certain point, and really, I think 1080p is even over that point that. You know the PPI, the pixels per inch that you're going to see. The human eye can't actually see all of those as it is. So yeah. going higher on a phone, I think it's just a it's a you know a, a silly marketing right. thing. Right. You know, I, I Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Whenever Apple came
1: out with Retina, I think they used the number 300 pixels per inch, but I don't think that's correct. I think that's just Apple marketing speech. I is. think it's something more along the lines of like five or six or maybe even higher than that hundred. But um. Yeah, so for the the Sony 4K phone that's out right now, doesn't it actually only do certain things in 4K and it actually like switches oh, to downscale? Right, it, of it it. downscales because because the battery life, right? Yeah, so it, 4K yeah, for, would to, to drive all those pixels would kill battery. It,
3: that's the thing is it can't. So
1: yeah, I, so yeah. it's really not. 4K is not there for phones, and quite honestly, there's just no reason to do it. So, so
3: oh, go ahead.
0: Well, yeah, I was about to say the same thing. I um. A couple of years ago, I bought the Droid DNA because it was it was one of the first um, it was one of the first phones that pushed uh, 1080p, I believe. Um, but the battery life on that phone suffered terribly. I could almost never get through a day without i could I could almost not get through a day without the battery failing on me. So for the Droid DNA.
2: So just mm. just kind of going back and looking at streaming services that do 4K. Netflix, Amazon Instant Video, PlayStation Video, ImGo, Direct TV now streams in 4K.
3: Yeah, but wait, hold on. What what do they actually have in 4K though? Yeah. So it actually says now slated for early 2016. They don't actually have that.
2: Well, I mean, it's close. Come on, I mean, it's early 2016. So anyway, Xfin- Comcast Infinity, YouTube. Uh, okay, so I actually played with UltraFlix the other day. It's rent. Everything's rental. And I rented a couple of movies or one movie, and it did look pretty damn good. So that's all. Voodoo. That's all
3: upscale though, because those movies don't actually exist. In right, 4K. they didn't
2: shoot on a 4K camera. Right. Yeah. So, but still, it
3: looks. Yeah, but upscaling's a waste of your time, yep. in my opinion. So I mean, it each to their own. But I mean, if, if I, I want something that's shot on a 4K or 8K camera, if I'm going to watch it on a 4K yeah. camera, I mean, yeah. watch it on a 4K TV. Other other than that. Why mm-hmm. am I spending the extra money for the 4K now, stream? They
1: can extract any amount of pixels they want from film movies, right? Movies that were shot in film. I think that's how that works. It depending on the equipment. I, I don't know anything about film, uh, but I think whatever they use to like process that and get it off of the film, I think they can e- extract more pixels as like time progresses. Like they're getting old. Like they got they made 1080p versions of a lot of old movies that were clearly not shot using modern video equipment. Wow. So I, I don't I don't know how far they can go with that.
0: Yeah. Wow.
3: Yeah, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah.
0: Okay, so phones. So, no.
3: So no, no, definitely oh, yeah. not on phones. Right.
1: Brian, uh, didn't you? Did you just find some numbers that you? Dead, might, so you to I just,
3: I just did a random search on, uh, on Best Buy's website for some TVs, and they have two Samsung TVs, both 55 inch. One is 4K Ultra HD. Okay. For 899, they have a you know a 1080p model that is 649. So you're really only looking. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, and, like no, two hundred really bucks. You know, so, I mean. Kind of going back to what I was saying a while ago, and and, and what Will has said as well. I mean, if you're in the market today for a TV, why not? Uh, you know, I mean the the price difference isn't enough in in my opinion uh, to not go ahead and just buy the higher end TV. Because um, normally you'll get other things as well, like you'll be able to get the uh, where it only lights the certain LEDs that it needs to for for you know uh, for backlighting. That way you'll get a, a deeper dark a deeper black whenever you're actually watching certain things.
1: I think I would wait for that. Are you talking about 4K OLED
3: displays? No. So, like, mine from 2011 does this, where it does, uh, it only lights the pixels that it needs to. So certain Hmm. parts of the TV will stay dark, so I get deeper blacks. Hmm. So it's not true OLED.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think, didn't they just start coming out with, like, 4K OLED displays, like, within the past month or two? Yeah, but those are going to be. I
3: think that's something to wait for. All I'll if say, I, those, high end, I mean, if you're going to go super high end, obviously 4K OLED is going to be rush, the way to go. But yeah. you're looking at spending probably like four grand. All on I'm
2: going to say to our listeners is it's jump change. They're going to buy. They're going to take advice and they're going to buy a non 4K TV and then they're going to go to a friend's house who has 4K okay. TV and they're going to be kicking themselves so, over and over for why didn't I get a 4K TV? Let's amend. Why the, didn't I
0: listen to Will? Let's amend it. Okay, let's amend the advice. If you're in the market for a TV right now, 4K is your best bet. It's, I, I don't, still
1: say it depends on what you watch. Okay. But
3: I'm going to say don't go out of your way to go buy a 4K TV right now if you don't need one right. because yeah. it's How just do, the market's not. We don't, there. We don't even do have we like need a, a, a TV?
2: I mean, you know, I mean that's debatable. I only one. have
3: one. Really? Yes. No TV one, in the bedroom. No TV in the bedroom. Bedrooms only for reading and sleep. Yeah.
2: We
1: have a TV in the bedroom that I never actually use. So.
2: Yeah. All right, I, great. So, I am to using in the bedroom to, for see, watching news in the
3: morning when I get up and
2: get oh, Okay. Right. So, I All used right.
3: to have one in the bedroom that I got rid of because I never turned it on.
0: Perfect. Fantastic. Let's go ahead and close out the show. Now that we've got personal personal television tips, advice and advice, yeah. Um, game, send us will put in subliminal messages. Send us your emails at podcast podcast.venu.com. Ask us questions. Uh, we love ratings and reviews. You can head over to Apple iTunes and find us there also on Stitcher. And uh, you can leave comments on our blog at takethenextturn.com. And you can also check us out at www.venu.com. And we'll see you in two weeks.